Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. I mean, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast. We are here at Shinnecock Hills. It is Monday, May 21st here at Media Day. Um, Brendan Porath joining from SB Nation. Welcome back. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Kevin Van Valkenburg from ESPN. We are not crowded around my cell phone for the first time ever for an in-person podcast. Hello. Welcome. Glad to be here. DJ Pie, of course. Wave, very familiar always, to the pun. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Um, all right, first time playing Shinnecock for all four of us. We'll go around the horn here. Brendan, I want your uh, initial reactions to the golf course. Uh, it was fantastic, beautiful. The greens were not running like they will, for sure. Uh, in three weeks here, they were slow, which is understandable. It's May 21st up in the north, you know, New York, northeast. Uh, but it's in beautiful shape. It's, you know, they, they've got it lush and ready to go. And um, it was harder than I anticipated for a person of my handicap. I'm not a good player. What is your handicap? Uh, I said 18 today. Okay. I mean, I don't play very much anymore. And I, it was harder than I expected. I, I, I lost some balls in the fescue. Drives that I thought weren't bad. You know, like I anticipate to lose balls if I'm spraying it. But I thought I was like drawing balls off the lines they told me. And then I lost ball. Um, it was hard, man. I mean, there's... Remember fescue gate at uh, Aaron Hills last year of with course. the, with the overspray? Yeah. Eh, maybe maybe we have fescue gate too. Oh, I don't know. Starting the controversy uh, three weeks in advance. That's what we do with the U.S. Open. We like to make you know the mountains out of molehills. There. <laughs> do you so. think your driving performance should be used as the baseline for <laughs> for how to set up the golf course? <laughs> <laughs> Would that be fair to say? <laughs> no, I don't think no. Mike Davis has left yet. If you want to catch him, you might want to give him the full deep. I'm going to go catch you know this 18 handicap chop. Uh, <laughs> Mike, just watch me hit a couple balls here. Tell, mean, tell me what you think. I hit it farther than Corey Pave and Mike Weir. <laughs> but, uh, uh, no, I'm just saying, like from a from a handicap, like from a, the lower handicap state uh, standpoint, it was harder than I expected. Beautiful course, incredibly scenic. They're obviously setting up all the infrastructure and got that going on. But uh, you just felt like you were walking like on historic ground, and it, it was cool. KVV. Uh, I do love the fact that the last few U.S. Open courses, even including Chambers, that there's like a point where you can stand at the top of it and see like totally. almost the whole course. You can see how kind of how vast it is. That was really cool to stand today. It's the oldest clubhouse in America. They made a big sort of uh, production of that, and uh, one of the original five, you know, golf courses that sort of set the the standard for the game. And um, yeah, I guess my sort of biggest takeaway is uh, Tiger can't win here. So, <laughs> I mean, you can't based you can't on drive you playing it. the course. Based you on me driving, yeah, you can't hit it. Uh, you know, east west. Uh, you can't go. You know, the side of the fairway and not be punished. And you know, I don't think that would to me would probably eliminate Phil too. Like, uh, you know, I don't know how. I'd love to go back and watch how he competed in 2004 here because. You know, I hit some balls that I thought were going to be okay, and not. It isn't just the fescue. You get into spots where it's really terrible. Like there's like, like these little holes in the uh, rough out there, and so every lie that you have, it's like sitting down where the ball is like half into the dirt, and 
you can't control at all where it's how it's going to come out like even if you hammer it and so that was my biggest takeaway was you got to be in the fairway and you got to you know take advantage of that when you are because you're going to get punished hard it's demonstrably wider as everyone's saying than yeah. it was 04 and uh 95 um right but i don't know that i would say it was wide compared to like as, as a high handicapper compared to some i played piners too i played riviera i played like i don't know I just felt more comfortable on those courses, and uh, I haven't played a ton of great courses, but, you know, I don't know that it's, like, super wide. There's a couple holes out there that felt wide, right? When yep. you get up in the fairway yeah. and you're like, wow, okay, there's a ton of space up here, but there is n- uh, several holes out there where I'm looking at that and, like, clenching the club a bit tighter, like, all right, you yeah. better find the fairway here, and this sure. does not feel like a wide fairway. It's probably wider than it looks, but... I mean, man, if I don't know, it's averaging what forty-two yards wide, and I think in two thousand four it averaged twenty-six yards wide. I I don't know how you play this golf course from twenty-six yards wide. I, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. And I, I think what was cool, I think what was what did they say for the members? The core Crenshaw restoration brought it out to like sixty-one yards or yeah. something like that. So, what was cool today was to be able to, if anybody comes to the tournament, to be able to see kind of the dark purple lines basically in the fescue, where you can see where the fairway used to be with that restoration and kind of where they stretched it out to uh, a couple of my balls, I think would have been in the fairway. Uh, <laughs> I think Corin Crenshaw preferred a couple of my balls to be in the fairway, but uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, the DJ line. Yeah. Yeah. Exa- yeah. They, they, exactly. Right. The DJ pile. You were playing <laughs> the, the proper angle. I, I was, yeah. I was. Well, so weird, like weirdly speaking of the angles, I mean, I think that what was cool about it was, I think they did a great job kind of hitting the, the happy medium with, you know, the holes where the angles, seem to be really evident like I'm, I'm i think it was like number eight i want to say the short short par four where it was just mega wide i mean that was a hole where okay like the angle is gonna is going to definitely be in play off the tee and you know where the pin is totally changes things but then you had something like number three number three the long on the four, property yeah. line like right next to national there which was pretty cool in that itself cool. but um you know that one it's it's a pretty pretty dead straight hole the green was was big but you know it wasn't didn't seem like you could kind of tuck it and kind of create a ton of crazy angles there and you know on a hole like that the fairway was pretty narrow and it was just all right you know go out there and hit two good shots so i think i mean i'm i'm really really pumped to see what happens with it uh because i think they did a really good job striking that balance and i think the other thing that was interesting and brennan you mentioned at the beginning was you know with how wet it is and again like this not a slight in the least i mean it's it's May. brutal winter yeah yeah too. brutal winter and it's may and we have three weeks and they're gonna you know let everything get nice and lush before they chop it down but i think you know the firmer and faster the fairways get obviously the the more narrow it gets too so getting some balls bouncing out there in the fairway and and kind of having balls bounce into the fescue is a lot different than i watched my guy a couple of shitty players flying him into the fescue that still came up short i, uh, I thought yeah. i was like just crushing the ball Duking right ball, yeah. um I th- and it makes sense. I mean, they're letting it grow and be healthy, and then they're gonna soup the hell out, soup right. it up. In it's the next three weeks. super cool to play the course three w- three weeks before sure. the U.S. Open, but it will play absolutely nothing like the one we just saw. So, it was great to get, walk the walk and to see the see the shape of the holes and whatnot. But the experience is gonna come from trying to get for these guys sure. get close to those pins when it's firm, when it's tight lies around the green. That what they've implemented um since 2004 is they've expanded the greens and the areas around the greens are much more short grass than they are rough and you could see a ton of that out there i mean you could see like i mean andy you know andy if you're listening you're you would love to see the way that they've like tapered some of the edges and made them green where you you know it was clearly used to be 
either long rough or, or fringe or, you know, just kind of nothing space. And uh, the way that you could see some of the rolled edges and stuff and the way balls are going to bounce, you know, balls that aren't struck in the exact right spot are going to just get ejected, you know, if it plays as firm as they're hoping it will. So uh, it was it was really cool. And I think the other thing that was really cool was that we caught it in some wind, which is, you know, that's such a huge thing. And it's so obvious to say, and it sounds stupid to say out loud, but another big focus of the restoration, I think, was like massive tree removal and just having, you know, all those trees gone. It just opens it up so much more for wind and and that kind of stuff. So uh, I'm pumped. I hope it I hope they get a dry, windy, carnagey type (laughs) of week because that's that's my favorite to watch. Mike Davis potential fried egg listener because he was oh, he yeah. dropped both with and oh, yeah. exactly. he was uh, he also dropped he said a lot of people are upset about uh you know they're talking <laughs> yeah. about they're upset about the narrowing which might have been a subtweet of, of andy as you well may, you may or have CB. you may have or been CB. reading yeah yeah the media members may have been reading articles about how it's been narrowing and the people will be focused on that but actually the green sizes no one will talk about well, that no one will the talk green about sizes that. are he incepted us back. into talking about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> one one other thing I'd say is cool because you get out here in this kind of farmland out is uh, I thought there was especially the holes around the clubhouse the undulations awesome oh man the, the elevation changes like yeah. nine ten ten, yeah. ten was nine going nine. up the it just oh felt nine ten like around the clubhouse where you're kind of going it was really cool it just felt like you were not in kind of like this rural beachland farmland area and, and this one was, yeah I don't I don't always advocate for actually like you know getting in your car and parking and going to tournaments but if yeah. you're in the area i mean it's it's pretty cool to i hope see it shows place. up on tv the yeah. slopes on nine yeah. and ten especially like you said ten is kind of a awkward tee shot at least i so thought cool. yeah. but once you get over that hill it is a huge dip down the fairway and but if you drive it that far you're shooting up straight up to like a tabletop green that i imagine when it's firm you can't even come close to holding so guys are gonna have to decide do I try to drive it down to the bottom and have a flip wedge up to this tabletop, or do I sit back on the top of the hill, have 170, 190 in, try to hit a mid to long iron into that green? It's going to be kind of fascinating to watch Do you watch think that. when it's firm and fast, the guys will be able to play irons, like driving irons off some of a lot of these tees? Like it seemed to me like if you're in some of the narrow ones where you'd think if you're going to get 30 yards of roll, that an iron would be a great play on some of them. Not for like AMs like us, but you know, guys who can hit a I say that, but I mean, I played it as far back as they let us today, and I wanted nothing to do with where those U.S. Open tee boxes were on some of those holes. I mean, we walked back. Did we catch the prevailing wind today? We did have the prevailing wind. So the 16th hole, the par 5. Which is what, kind of like southeast? Yeah, southwest wind. Southwest. Um, We walked from the back tee, the red tee, which is the back that they had set up today, to the U.S. Open tee, and it took us a minute and 15 seconds to walk directly back. I mean, I would have played it from back there but i don't think i could reach the fairway it was into the wind honestly i mean some of these tees are insane and i mean i know when it plays fast and firm that it's going to play a lot shorter from back there but man i I mean it's just it's kind of silly i mean kind of i don't want to do the whole distance debate here but there's parts where you know there's tee boxes set like opposite of other tee boxes so that holes now holes now crisscross which is just kind of ridiculous, and just seeing the, how far they've stretched to the edge of the property to put yeah. some tees is kind of like, what, what are we doing here? But it's necessary, and I think going back to discussing what they've done with the fairways, it, uh, I think if it was like the true 61-yard wide and whatever it was, I think it would be too easy for these guys. I know that there's angles that come into play with wider fairways, but I think if it was wider than it was, I think that would be, I think that'd be too easy. And I, as much as we, I enjoyed Aaron Hills, yeah. but 
It is the great shame of Aaron Hills that the wind didn't blow. Yes. You know, so we, we didn't get a real test in that sense. Like, yeah, we had a great champion and great leaderboard and stuff, but it would have been fun to see if that would have, you know, been different. At the same time, it was a par 72. And so at par 72 pro tournaments, yeah. scores are always going to be low. I mean, almost yeah. everyone I can think of in history, scores are low. And but Pebble Beach goes down to a par 71 for the U.S. Open, so it's not its relation to par score is always lower than it is during the, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am, and obviously the setup is different. But, I mean, this is going to be a par 70, so it's going to be, I mean, probably pretty similar scores overall to Aaron Hills, just the relation to par is different. And I know it's point. this is 400 yards shorter, but um, I don't know. I, Pars are relevant, man. I know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, pre- yeah, we've been preaching that for a long time, but people still so Live many under people par because it's totally irrelevant. Pars <laughs> <laughs> so a construct, man. People get so upset at low scores at the U.S. Open, and like even talking with some, like I know we talked to Curtis Strange a couple months ago on the podcast, and he's just like, I, I'm old school, man. I like it tough. I like it narrow, and I like the scores high. And that's just kind of the way people view the U.S. Open. So that's kind of what like. Davis like so badly wanted to just like you say he was really doing the whole woke thing for all, like all the talking points with angles we want to bring these cross bunkers into play we wanted to play like how Flynn intended original shot um, values yes Charles Blair McDonald you guys may know him as CB McDonald <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that he was drop in there he think was about doing that. the whole thing but he couldn't quite bring it was like but and then he went back to this like this contrivance that they're now calling the ultimate test, which they said about 35 times but today in the <laughs> press it's conference. the ultimate test. <laughs> it's not the toughest test in golf. It's now the ultimate test. And so, like, he kind of came back to that. And one of his big things was, like, the ultimate test requires accuracy off the tee, which, like, he was getting into the narrowing. Like, he really, like, wanted to get – he's, like, almost there. But he's, like, then he had to come back to, well, the ultimate test requires accuracy. That you need to take a bigger part of that off the tee. You made a good point today, DJ, talking about, you know, we uh, obviously we talk about wide fairways with whatnot. But there's a difference between how that relates to the four of us playing a golf course and professionals actually sure. playing the golf yeah, course. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> I think it's, it's easy to think, like, you know, oh, Phil, he's a – what a wild driver of the golf ball. I'm like, well, yeah, he still hits it pretty goddamn good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. so it's – it, yeah, it's all relative, but like I mean, everything like else in golf. 41-yard wide fairways for pros is, is wide. It's plenty wide, wide enough. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there should be a challenge off the tee for these guys, I think. And it doesn't – a course like this is not maybe as penal as, say, the old course is. If you're playing from the wrong fairway on the old course, you're on short grass, but – there are certain pins you just can't even get anywhere remotely close to. It doesn't play to that level of yeah, extreme it was, out it here. Yeah, it was hard to tell where those – maybe I just don't have the imagination, but, I mean, it was hard to tell where those pins were today without playing, you know, super spicy conditions. I mean, they were, they were, I know they're out there, and I know there were a couple shots that, you know, we had uh, – what were we? The left of the, the par five. Was it number five? Yes. Yeah. Number five. I mean, if you're long left of there, you have this – which I was. <laughs> you have uh, this shot that is just like impossible. Impossible. But today, I mean, and I'm not a good wedge player by any stretch. But you know, today, Sally and I are both you know hit shots that go up and they they basically check off a downslope. You know, and they they check right by the hole. And it's like, ah, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's going to be possible. <laughs> so for those listening, it may be like, all right, well, why do we why do we care what your conditions were when you played today? If it rains a lot, because we have a yeah. microphone, and yeah. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you were listening. <laughs> if it rains between now and the in the open yeah. US Open, yeah. I don't know what they're gonna do. Because I, I mean yeah. is as great as well prepared oh, as they are. Underneath here they yeah. can drive no, it, it and that's why I think that there is a chance if it if 
two things. If it, the wind doesn't blow, and if it rains between now and then, if it rains during the tournament, we could see some really low scores, I think, out here. I think this place is mega gettable. They said Bryson was out here a couple of weeks ago, played U.S. Open tees, and uh, poor I just got really excited. Uh, <laughs> and it was not windy, and he like went around pretty easily in 66. So those numbers are out there if the conditions don't really firm up. So I don't know what the forecast looks like. The question is, like. solid shot 78, is that the number to beat? It might be. <laughs> leader, 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 leader in the clubhouse. Right Post now. one early and just kind of see what happens. But I, I was amazed at – if you are driving it well here, how and again, super easy to get up and down from around the greens and pound putts at the hole and have them stop there. Uh, how easy it was to make par, but if you miss the fairway, I think I doubled every hole that I was in the yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it happens exactly. so quickly out here. And it, it was cool, um, and it will be really cool to watch. You know, I, I was the same way when I missed the fairway. I mean, I just I was dead. I had no recovery shot, but these guys will. You know, it, it's like I think KVV. I think you said it earlier that it's it. It's really inconsistent, um, which weirdly I kind of like. I mean, it's it's like a hazard. I mean, it's yep. you know it's meant to be unpredictable. You're not supposed to get a good lie if you hit it in there. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. It's like quite literally the rub of the green. You know, it, it just depends depends what happens. I think that's so cool to watch. I think that's really cool to see who handles those breaks well and who gets pissy and you know upset and lets it affect them. And yep. you know, I I don't know. I, that's what I like about the US Open is just. Watching guys like on the edge of breaking down, I think that's the best. <laughs> it's a bit like Pinehurst when we played there last yeah. summer, where if you hit it in the sandy area, like you can be in a clump of the right. long grass and be totally dead. Like oh, you are wedging yeah. back out into the fairway. But for the most part, you can play recovery shots from that. This is way more penal. This yep. is like maybe you'll get a good lie. I got one really good lie in the fescue today and could hit, hit like a full seven iron that went its full distance. Every other time I was in there was I should have taken a more lofted club than I did. But um, that's it's this it's totally different kind of angle at, you know, there's going to be a premium on finding the fairway out here. So this past week saw a big win for yet another Callaway staffer. That was Aaron Wise at the AT&T Byron Nelson. He hit 90 percent of his fairways and greens for the week. I know there are big fairways and greens, but uh, that's still pretty impressive. I think one of those uh, was even a, a PGA Tour record or something within the last couple decades. I don't know. I didn't research that. Uh, he used his Rogue Driver and Chromesoft X-Ball, and after the round, he credited, credited his Rogue Driver uh, for giving him an advantage over the field with the soft conditions in the final round. It's yet another win for jailbreak technology, the graphene-infused Chromesoft X golf ball with an Odyssey putter. For the full What's in the Bag info for Aaron Wise, check out CallawayGolf.com from Callaway Golf's new number one driver. And also, Callaway just posted a podcast with Mr. Wise after his victory. So uh, for now, let's get back to our podcast about Shinnecock Hills. Can we talk about 2004 a little bit? Let's do it. Um, so, you know, everybody remembers 2004 for one thing, basically, you know, number seven, kind of get baked out and bringing the hoses out. Uh, you know, I, Brendan, I mean, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you, you kind of had a pretty good a pretty good take on this earlier. It was, I mean, Davis tried to, like, head it off before, like, the q and I was like, all right, I know you get, we're here. You guys are going to th- start talking about 2004. The way they talked about it, it was like, I don't know, someone now talking about some sort of uh, taboo social issue in the 50s or 60s. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, 
probably had a, a previous administration. <laughs> <laughs> no one here can be accountable for those. <laughs> yes, you got to exactly. remember, man, this is the early 2000s. I mean, I'll, I'll try to make it more, I don't know, palatable for this. Po- it's like, you know, like smoking on an airplane. Like, oh, it's just like how things were back then. And like, <laughs> you got to remember this is a different out. time. Yeah, yeah. it's like somebody talking about some social issue from the 50s. Like, that's just kind of how it was. And He said it was not only a bogey. He said it was probably a double bogey by us. And then he With said, using equitable scoring. <laughs> equitable scoring. <laughs> Which is good. So I'm going to go sweet handicap. Joke. He was prepared Davis. for that one. Yeah, he was, I think he was, but it was still good delivery. It was. I'm, 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 I'm in on Mike Davis. I was going to ask: Do you guys trust the USGA in its current state in the way they set up golf courses? Totally. I, I, I think so. I think they've gotten incredibly uh, unlucky on a lot of and you know, like the Dustin thing, and I'm, I mean, I'm sure there are other other examples, but I think they've got like that. You know, is unluck kind of bad luck kind of brought on by yourself, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, I I think they've gotten unlucky. I think Chambers was honestly, I think Chambers, I still think Chambers was really cool, and I kind of wish they would go back there. I, I do too. You're I big loved, Chambers. I loved it. Oh, not I thought during it was, June. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, the problem, the, was, open the problem is, so. was the problem was the yeah the problem was the greens and um, which you know again that's that's their own fault I guess. But uh, I don't know. I I think I thought Aaron Hills was awesome in its own right too. I mean, I thought that was a cool. You know they're they're trying to do the right thing in a lot of ways where they're trying to you know they're trying to get away from it seems like they're trying to get away from the augustification of you know tree lined tight overwatered kind of yeah. places and uh, I think they've just you know like we said with Aaron Hills they got shit weather that just didn't well, make the course play say, the way it did are we in the nest like I think Aaron, we're in the nest Aaron yeah. Hills was a success yeah they no, let exactly. the conditions yeah, yeah. dictate the totally. scoring and. <laughs> The way the current technology is, how far these guys hit it, and the, like how well they can spin the ball, and how they can do the, all these things, it is going to be. I'd so much rather them err on the side of scores being maybe sure. it being quote unquote too easy. Also, it wasn't too easy for Rory, DJ, yeah. John Rahm, yeah. you know, Jason guys ejected. Day. Yeah, there were a lot yeah, of guys the best players in the world nuked. missed the cut. Yeah, they just know? had too many par fives. Really, that's all. That's what it came down to. I mean, in relation to scoring, again, to me that I, doesn't really mean anything, but for so many people, it, it did. But the, US, the Open Championship scores are low all the time, and nobody cares because they let the conditions dictate the scoring. If the wind blew at Aaron Hills, winning score might have been 8-under. So right. it was 16. It I means nothing to me. I think No it, one complained about Phil and Stenson setting a, no. the Open scoring record. Correct. And yet people complain about Aaron Hills all the time. Why? Not your grandfather's U.S. Open. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, this is what he said. He goes... <clears throat> He goes, one of the questions I know we're going to get is, so I'm just going to hit it straight on, would be what happened in that final round in 04. So he just did it in the preamble. He goes, this quote was, it was a different time. It was different people. It was just like, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't all different people. I mean, it was just like. I heard some writers like, talking on the range, like, we still don't know whose decision it was to not water that green. <laughs> green. I thought it was just funny. I mean, he was, they were totally cool. I think like, and also Jeff Hall kind of really owned the DJ thing. I think you asked him about yeah. DJ. He's like. You know, what actually happened on the green was not that bad compared to our management of it. Yeah. Like, he really was like, our management of the, that issue. He basically said, I asked him, said, what, what have you learned from the yeah. DJ incident? If that happened again, how would you handle it differently? And basically said, you know, when that happened, like, we were, like, scattered to the wind all throughout yeah. the course, the people who were going to make the decision. And so it took us, like, an hour to get everyone together and be like, all right, yes, he should be penalized for this, and we're going to make a decision. And meanwhile, he had to play on. So now... Like, if that happened, they would basically make the decision rules-wise, like, while the player was walking off that green. And yeah. also, the rules are different now to where 
if a guy steps up to a putt and rolls backwards, he's just allowed to place it. Did yeah. you notice he snuck in like you know if a player moves the ball, yeah, he a player did. causes he the did ball put to it move. on DJ. I'm gonna be like, well, he wait, totally I did. still want to argue that one. Yeah, still, still <laughs> yep. not sure on that one. So after seeing the golf course, any style of player you guys think may play well out here? First of all, always the disclaimer: we don't know. We have no idea. Yeah, who's we, we have no idea. <laughs> But do you see anything? You said you KVV. You mentioned Tiger's not going to win out here. Yeah. Anything? Anyone that you see in particular that you just, think might succeed? I don't know. It's an easy thing to say. Like I think Jordan Spieth could be. But uh, oh, you took mine. Uh, oh, <laughs> well. Um, it did seem to me like a, approach shots. You know, that little wide fairways here. If, as long as you could kind of be in the fairway most of the time, uh, you're going to be able to sort of hit it to certain spots. You know, he's he's really that's what he does better than almost anyone which is like proximity to the hole from however many yards and so he's going to run in a number of those putts and, and I think there will be enough of it didn't seem to me like it was that hard to get up and down from certain areas and I think he does that well enough to where I, I think it did I don't know I thought he would contend at Oakmont and he completely was you know run out of there so um, he was he was better at Aaron Hills he kind of got, got in didn't really get in contention but he played pretty well over the weekend after making the cut so I think, be yeah, I think it. I, I agree with you. I mean, he's. I, it's not surprising. I probably. I think I pick him to win every tournament. So uh, <laughs> safest pick. But, oh, safe. yeah. but he. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I, it felt entirely like a. Just. I mean, it's a thinking golf course out there for sure. I mean, it's. It is the ultimate. You know, you can't win it on Thursday, but you can lose it right. type of place. You know, and I could see guys going crazy sideways if they're not driving it well or whatever. And Spieth just always seems to drive it well enough i was kind of blown away. like sorry i think i remarked to you when we were at the players i, th- I was i'm blown away on like how far speed hits it yeah. still yeah. every time totally i watch him far play, i mean it's like i hope he never tries to hit it far though. yeah i don't think I he ever will I don't, he doesn't seem to care as about long it as he's comfortable with that like that's because that's how so many guys get screwed up is trying to be all right I need a little more distance and they just mess everything up and i think so. the putting has obviously been suspect for yeah. speed but i think i have nothing to back this up but just kind of gut is you know the u.s open the greens are always so spicy and difficult that it kind of almost neutralizes you know like nobody really puts well get that, was my, that was my reasoning for taking dj in yeah. 16 yeah, i said exactly no one's gonna really put the oakmont yeah, greens yeah. that great i'm just gonna take so the guy that bombs taking, it taking the best iron best, player yeah some level you know you can get hot too like Gus is a good example of like he's not putted well all year but for 14 holes he right. can put it better than anybody in the world yeah exactly and, and all of a sudden the momentum is just like you know that putt he rolled in on 16 when we were standing off at Augusta this year. Yeah. Like, he just knew that was going in. He was like, oh, he had to put that three feet outside the hole, and he just, yep. He still money. says he didn't even putt well that day. He's like, my, my ball striking was, like, that money, and he said I could have rolled in, like, several more 10-footers and shot whatever, could 59. Left a few out there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing about this U.S. Opens is, like, if it's, like, crispy and running hot, like, see somebody like rom like leaving his ball short and rolling back in a that's bunker the, and it's I like gone does bubba that kind of sick the temperament to win an open <laughs> yeah. like a us open i don't I, know i mean i love like the roses and ricky like it's just that's easier to say and, and speed obviously yeah, it felt very ricky as well yeah I, I could see that too let's go to a uh, noted prognosticator dj pie here for uh, who who cannot win the U.S. Open? At oh, least great question! Thank you so much for asking. You crushed uh, this one at the Masters. I crushed this, this one. I, I said everybody pick one player who will not win the Masters, and I picked Patrick Reed. <laughs> uh, uh, I think I, I think so. I gotta check the tape. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Don't start with me. Let me think about it. <laughs> Let me think about it. I'll answer. I'll answer. I'll get back on the horse, but give me a second like to think about it. What do you, th- you I don't, don't think, think Phil? Phil. Yeah. I don't. I, I've not been encouraged. Here, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to pick a guy. Not so here's the thing about this Mexico. game, is, which I appreciate what you, you pick and fill. you got to pick a guy who could win. Yeah. <laughs> right, it's not right. impressive if you're like, yeah. yeah, I don't think like the sectional Ches Reeve, like, yeah. I don't think he's going to yeah. win. Yeah. Uh, I pick Rom. I don't think Rom can turn well, yeah. what would be a 74 into a 72. Yeah. You know, on a day when everyone, there's carnage everywhere. I think he'll just go completely ballistic. And I mean, literally, I walked with him at Aaron Hills and I watched him in succession throw a wedge punch a sign <laughs> throw a rake and then throw his ball like into the abyss he's, and a, he's a passionate spaniel <laughs> oh i love i mean it's gamesmanship the yeah. craziest thing about my john ron criticism is that john ron's personality is closely aligned to mine <laughs> on the golf course <laughs> and so uh, perhaps i'm able to identify the flaws better than most but yeah well I, maybe I, if you were to listen tuned into the recent no laying up podcast with john ron he discussed that specific incident <laughs> Uh, at Memorial and then leading okay. into Aaron Hill yeah, and how he's learned from that. Yeah, this was a different time. Man. Yeah, <laughs> different time, different people. This was different people. Yeah. He did, when I asked Everybody him about it afterwards, I was race. like, hey, look, I don't want to criticize you because I'm kind of a, like this as well, but what, you know, how do you do it? I don't want you to like, I'm, I'm like a Coke bottle. I just shake up. I need to explode and then I'm better, you know, so. <laughs> For those that obviously can't see this, KV just shook a Coke bottle up and lost his headset mic in the process of doing that. I gotta say, you have, this to, is a video these no, you have to log in No Lang Up Plus to get the video yes, feed. Yeah, it's, it's on our Patreon content. page. Uh, Rory, what are we I, it did, I was That's what I was going to say. I don't care if he wins. I hope he wins, which is why I'm picking him to not win. <laughs> uh, because, it, but I didn't get a lot of Rory vibes out there today. Speed through, I, I didn't. I, I'm I'm sticking with my JT pick from before the season. To win or not to win? To win. Oh, okay. And who do you think so, is going to not win? Not pick. Uh, I don't care about who you everybody else win. but JT. <laughs> oh. um, I'm, I'm, I'll say Tiger. I don't know if that yeah. counts as as a pick, yeah, but. Yeah. I think it's not a coincidence that all of Tiger's best finishes this year are in the state of Florida on flat golf courses. And this is like an undulated, I don't want to say nightmare for him, but this is like Quail Hollow. This is like Memorial. This is a a tough walk, a lot of different slopes, a lot of different factors that aren't just like stock golf shots that he's played pretty well. This is more of a speed kind of course where – Ball's gonna be below your feet, above your feet, and different parts of the fairway and whatnot that he plays really well. So this is, uh, I mean, I know this is obvious for anybody who's, you know, played here over the last 130 years, but I mean, this is like when people talk about land movement and scale and stuff in a golf course. I mean, this is like it's like a video game. I mean, this yeah. was like design. This land was like designed to be a golf course. Yeah. Like, and it's that's what it's so it's, good. It's hard not the to shots say are this. like so dramatic, and but you, at the same time, it's like a beautiful walk. You're never like tired or we anything. We were talking it's about like, on the way up. Just we were so like, cool. Like National Golf Links looks like. That's the other thing you can see. I mean, it's fun to play that course. <laughs> yeah. And this is like. This would be a test. Like, yeah, this is, exactly. This, I would love to see like what the people out here on Long Island feel like. If you're if you're mega rich and you're like you can join any of them. Did you join the one that fits your personality? Like, yeah. hey, you know, I just want to play with some my guys and like have a great time. And I'm gonna see if I can join NLU. No, or, I've got something to prove. No, I want to <laughs> go out there and grind yeah, over exactly. six footers. Exactly. So I'm gonna. I could. Go I have this shitty. like overhead pulled up on my screen of like all of the holes at Shinnecock, and you can see the ones at National next door. Uh-huh. The vast difference, like yeah. in the width of the fairways <laughs> yeah. and the ease of the, the appearance of these holes, is apparent just from an overhead view. But that is a cool thing. That I mean, I'm I'm you know fairly novice when it comes to you know kind of the 
mega blue blood type of clubs and uh i mean i totally didn't realize coming up here just how jam-packed this whole area is with with all these places i mean it's like i knew they're all kind of out on long island somewhere but just being able to stand up at the clubhouse they're like oh yeah that's so obviously that's shinnecock and then there's national and there's sabonic and then southampton's behind us like holy shit like (laughs) This is insane. It really is. You did a good line. Uh, we were standing up on the clubhouse. So you can see, you know, like, you see the windmill. It's like, what's up with that, like, mini golf over there? <laughs> <laughs> like, somebody walked by and, like, gave you a side eye. Like, oh, it's like, oh, yeah. It's like, what's that windmill? I got a mini golf course Yeah, I was there. screwing up the sight line. It's <laughs> disgusting. Can we talk about the road that goes through the course? Oh, way oh. busier than I, was, I thought. Yeah, I hit yeah. a so ball busy. right as cars were peeling around the I corner. I thought it, was, it would be like my best shot of the day. way less in play than it actually is. Oh, it is like an actual main road with cars just I, whizzing they by. They should just let that road stay open during the US Open. <laughs> I would like to see that. That would be what amping it up. 12? If it doesn't firm up, they should let 12. that road stay, stay open. Yeah, yeah 12 Tuckahoe, is a little shit right over the road. 13T is... There's cars couple... don't even, like, flinch. No. Like, how many times a year most cars get blasted with tee shots? Our caddy said there's a local legend that someone hit it through two open windows <laughs> <laughs> one time. Which I said, if you know, your club has been around for, like, 130 years. Like, everything probably has <laughs> got But whether that's true or not, I, I don't know. I Somebody came down with a cool. convertible down as we yeah. as I was about to hit. And I was a little psyched out. I was like, I could actually, I could actually injure this person. Well, there's some cool stuff. Uh, just Stinger from, two iron I mean, right know, through these. Uh, you know I'm a big infrastructure guy. Not as big as Tron and Randy, but I'm, I'm up there. There's some cool uh, – no, I don't know if cool is the right word, I guess. But there's some interesting infrastructure stuff just around this place. Be it like the club trying to, you know, I think trying to – buy that road basically and reroute it i think like that's a whole a whole thing uh you've got like the shinnecock nation kind of bucking its head the native american tribe trying to what can you tell us about land disputes yeah i'm way unqualified to discuss this there's a new york times story that just came out about how the relationship is fraying uh i would i would point people to but um apparently i saw that they they used to make like 100k each time the u.s open was here by just renting out their land uh, to, you know, parking and corporate tents and stuff, and apparently that's gone away. They've they're not even interested in doing that anymore. So, uh, yeah, more to come. Could I be s- could so- be some could be some interesting uh, interesting stuff. Tournament week, we'll see. Uh, yeah, I saw several articles about how the the Shinnecock Indian, the Shinnecock Native Americans are at odds with the USGA now. Yeah. That relationship is kind of on the on the ice. There's some interesting. It's all behind the paywall. Yeah, there's some, inter- <laughs> there's some interesting stuff on the. You got to pay for journalism. <laughs> Uh, there's some interesting stuff just, I mean, as simple as like the wiki page about like how the land was initially obtained and there's some, yeah, there was some sketchy, you know, signing of a thousand year lease, uh, that I think maybe some people had slipped in. There's, there's a whole thing about some forging some signatures. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. I would encourage you guys to dive in and and educate yourselves as I will do the same. (laughs) I, I mean, I, we were talking about joking about earlier, but I feel a little bit uncomfortable, like buying you know u.s open swag with the native american sort of i mean i can't imagine there's a single native american member at shinnecock maybe that maybe i'm totally wrong david's encouraged us they use the word content like they've been talking like they're all happy millennials uh a lot of content talk davis which we should get to in a minute (laughs) because it sounds like some kind of cool stuff in his preamble like his 
pre-opening remarks, he was like, and I would encourage you all. You know, <laughs> this is good content. The 1896, the second U.S. Open, there was an African-American player and a Native American player, and uh, they've had women from the beginning. He's, like, basically telling us, you need to write this story about, you know, <laughs> hey, Shinnecock's, you know, and been woke since 19... Er, and yet here, here we are, incepted again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just... We're, we're spreading his gospel. We're regurgitating him, all yeah. the talking points. The, the, the whole uh, women's club thing was kind of cool. Yeah. That, that is yeah. rare, for sure, that, you know, they have been, you know, inclusive since the beginning. That's kind of cool. And the whole history of the club, too, with, like, I think Rainer McDonald originally... I guess what they Consulted had... On well, what they had originally redone was kind of, like, to plow under the what was a ladies course that everybody really loved. Um, but apparently they, they had built like a nine hole ladies course as well to offset the, whatever it, look it up. It's awesome. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's I don't a, know what I'm talking about. No, no, no. It's a, you know, it's, it can get, it's not for everybody, but it's interesting. I think some of the, some of the things that they talked about in the presser today was the guy that was like in charge of content essentially was got up and pointed out all the things that Fox is going to be doing with the, te- the telecast and, I've been uh, nothing short. I've not been short on my praise of a their improvement since 2015. People still really hate Joe Buck, which uh, I don't get. I don't I get it. Joe Buck. We're gonna get to that. You hate Joe Buck? No, I don't no. get. Oh, okay. We're gonna get to that in future episodes here. But um, the graphic usage and all of the ways that they've integrated things, I think it's just it. One, it frustrates me with the way graphics and everything works with regular PGA Tour events and on any network and to see kind of Fox's integration and seeing how proud the USGA is with the top tracer and the flight scope, which is, you know, what the golden T camera angle is that they kind of debuted, I think in 2016 and flight, flight track, flight, flight track. track, flight scope, I think is what Bryson's in deep. That's, that's, oh, yeah. correct. <laughs> that's right. Um, and then they have like the, they have a new putting technology this year that shows kind of a cone, which I'm in on. I love, Oh that. God. I was like the fidelity green line the golf channel. Yeah. Used to be, you're yeah. in on that. Oh, I thought that was like as good as it gets. They used it for like some Euro Tour events. Yeah, it was but, awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it, I, I think it's probably the best wall-to-wall coverage that you get for a golf event of the year. I agree. I get like, and, and I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I mean, I think it's easy for not easy, but I mean it's it's convenient. I guess that you know Fox only has to really, really, really blow out you know one mega major championship i mean they do the women's and they do the you know the usm and they do all those but obviously they're not quite on the same level but you know it's easier for them to be thinking all year about doing you know the features like you you'll see during the telecast and doing you know the brownie points type segments and doing like all these different things that that they can build in that are kind of ancillary to okay now let's go to 16 to watch a live golf shot kind of stuff so uh but yeah i mean it's it sounds like it's gonna be great 12 holes with with flight track, uh, six the other six holes with regular top tracer, uh, and then the other cool thing is that, like the top tracer on the handheld cameras, which is yeah. a big deal. I mean, yeah. out of the I think fescue, out of the CBS and all those, yeah. I think only have it kind of on like the lockdown stationary cameras. So, just having the camera ops run around with with those things, which shout out to those guys, it just yeah. makes their job even I'm harder. I'm surprised it hadn't inspired CBS to step up its game a little bit more. Like, you know, they still don't have any. We don't have time for that on this episode. Um, <laughs> that reminds me of another thing. <laughs> smallest detail, they also put the graphic of where the pin is. They put a little arrow towards where the pin is and the and the yardage right there on the screen. So when you have the you know the top tracer with the arrow as to where it actually needs to go and the yardage, I think that is the complete package as far as what you can provide the viewer for because again i mean just being out here and seeing 
I don't want to be the person that says it, but like you should see in person the role of the fairways. It's not going to translate to TV and the sure. elevation changes, but sure. I think nobody does a better job of kind of helping illustrate that part than like the brownie point segments. I can promise you they're going to be out there rolling beach balls down some of these fairways and <laughs> yeah, stuff I hope like so. that. <laughs> yeah, I really hope so. Just to show you, to bring to life like what, you know, how these guys go from these super huge far back tee boxes to get in the ball in the hole. There's so much more that goes into it than shows up on a, on a television screen. I think that's the stuff that, uh, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm being a little too hashtag grow the game, but like, that's the stuff that makes you understand golf. I feel yeah. like, yeah. you know, and it's like, it, it's just, there's no context when you, you strip it down to, okay, here's a swing. And then now let's, for some reason, show the ball in the air against oh. the backdrop of the sky, which doesn't teach us anything. And then they'll show it landing, and we have no idea how far it is. I think 20 is. years from now that we're going to look at the ball in the air, like where the camera's following the ball, yeah, like we used to look at the terrible old <laughs> masters. Like you got to remember, this is a different time. These different people. People thought you just follow the ball in the air. You got a little, little 360. I mean, a little VR. Yeah, the 360, yeah. The 360 content. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need my reality augmented, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm, I don't give a Not shit about, about that. the best use. Super allocation. Blurry, yeah, I don't yeah. care about that. On an iPhone. Um, uh, I think I think the, the thing, f- if I may, <laughs> do we have a second? <laughs> the the, DJ, VR, go right the, the VR stuff in golf makes absolutely no sense. Got a good take on this. I like your in football. I think it's phenomenal, and I, I can't like take, I ready. cannot wait to like. I want to feel like I'm the quarterback, and I want to look in in a bunch of different directions and see a bunch of people chasing after me. Golf, like, there's fucking one thing to see. That's it. Like, can that's I, all I want to see is one thing. Can, like, I, dra- why? can I draft off this take? When you're Please. Done? Oh, yeah. Let me, let me, let me come down. Just, and then just you, serve I'll it tap, up. I'm ready. I'll, I'll tap you in. But you? <laughs> it's, I, like, I, I don't get why you would want to look anywhere except for the guy, the one person who's hitting one ball in front of me at one time. Like, I just I don't get it. Which whatsoever. is already hard enough to do Which is already with the cameras yeah. that are focused yeah, on that as exactly. opposed to the blurry stuff that's yeah, I'm, three I'm, I couldn't be more out on that. Are stuff. you ready for this? Please. Literally no one who is watching this VR bullshit is like, <laughs> I love this. Like I want more <laughs> of this. This is some like junior executive being like, Oh God, I need to justify whatever money that I'm whatever six figures I'm making. So I, I'm gonna convince these old people who have nothing to like uh, no understanding of what we're doing here that VR is the future and so we're gonna throw a bunch of this crap out and the people who like make the decisions are like, Alright, great, you're you're young and you're woke and we're we we we're deciding that you're we're paying you to fix this and or to to, to connect with the youngs and <laughs> it's just complete nonsense i don't get like i think it's it's companies like these big golf companies that kind of keep these like vr tech companies in business (laughs) (laughs) basically with like (laughs) hey man i know this technology is a good like 12 years off but i think i I met this dude at this dinner party the other day that i think is gonna float us for like six years (laughs) and just get us through you know what we need to do to actually make this how do we get on this about vr if i i'm gonna hedge my take a little bit because if it does become like a big thing and it becomes something that everybody's super into like i get the the thought process of you know going and be out in front of it yeah and getting out in front of it and getting used to using it like i i do get that i just don't think it's ever going to get there with golf it's or not, not in this way it's not, it's not done well right now yeah that's the point let's if focus on all the other things that are yeah. not right yeah i don't know why that fired broadcast. me up so much I, I apologize for derailing the conversation but <laughs> another good thing though i didn't think it's cool is they're doing well fox just has good talent i think yeah. from the beginning they Our got boy shane bacon is going to be yeah uh, azinger is obviously just a little front second wins. booth yeah. right he's leading the second booth. They, yeah. yeah he crushed it on your azinger Watch crushed on your pod <laughs> bacon is obviously a friend of the program friend of ours friend of and it's 
really cool how they're going to do two booths. And they got Curtis look like come in breathing some fire. The spicy curmudgeon. Yeah, they the just the original got spicy a good mix of yeah. people, you know. Yeah. Gil Hans is involved. Like Gil Hans is awesome on TV. Think about they how much just we, got we kind of made fun of Fox the first year around. Made yeah. fun of. We roasted them. <laughs> right. And they, it was bad. And to their credit. They listened to it. They, they were like, they responded and were like, "How can we make this better?" Yeah, I still, and it's still I not s- perfect. I no. still contend that in that first year, even even in that first year, you could see, like, okay, this was bad, but like you're like it's gonna get there. But if you can, if Greg Norman had fallen asleep in the booth, you know, yeah, can- <laughs> yeah, and yeah, he he gone. <laughs> 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 Train rolling by here. Yeah, Long Island the grounds. But uh, no, it's not a perfect broadcast. They they make probably more mistakes during the day than anyone does. But, like, but that's it's forgivable. Yeah. I, I'm I'm yeah. I'm cool with that. With the willingness to go outside the box with so much stuff that they do, and the focus on live golf shots. And I don't. It's a major. I'm not gonna sit there and count the live golf shots, but yeah. it's noticeably different. So. They, they they need a good made, one and kind of deserve a good one. Yeah, I, I don't know that last yeah. year was like the most. Riveting yeah. Sunday. I feel like Oakmont was, Oakmont was riveting. They, they kind of got their money was worth thanks to the U.S. Yeah, Chambers was great, but they weren't. Kinda, they didn't know what they're doing yet really <laughs> well. And like, you know, it was a great tournament, but Fox was just getting its feet wet. Maybe that Oakmont was, was wild. Maybe it was faked for ratings. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody had that take? No, uh, I love this take. <laughs> I can see that. Conspiracy. Maybe they're crisis. They were crisis actors. I would watch a replay of. <laughs> I'd watch a replay of the last, n- the back nine at Chambers. Oh, like, oh yeah. Brandon Gr- yeah. or Louis says he shot like 29. Like he finished so one shot, shot of a playoff yeah, and yeah. no one even noticed. And Rorsch- Brandon Rorsch- Grace hit a train. And <laughs> Roy was like eight under through <laughs> made a run. 15, yeah. I think. I was with yeah. him like that much that day. I was there when Spieth, I was standing like greenside when Spieth made that putt on 16 and like turned to the sound, the Puget Sound and just screamed. Oh. That was awesome. It was sick. And then he made double the next hole. <laughs> Very forgotten again. That's why we need yeah. to rewatch it. Yeah. So. People forget. People forget. <laughs> yeah. It would just um, be good to see them get a good, like a really good, yeah, good leaderboard. So. I good. mean, I think this is like it, all all things seem to be set up. I mean, I think a lot of it is, um, and it's it's crazy that it's like this, but I think a lot of it just kind of comes down to weather. I think like yeah. if the course plays the way that they want it to, I think it is going to be spectacular. There's a reason why they keep coming back to certain golf courses. Yeah. And like their, their two anchors are going to be Oakmont. And this one, and I think that's, I I don't know, I think we're going to get a good tournament regardless of how the conditions play out. They obviously want it to be firm. I mean, we'll be 60 years old, and Oakmont, Pebble, and Shinnecock will still be in rotation. I hope so. Those are the three, I think, that... T box is going to be on Southampton and yeah. on National <laughs> Golf Links, it, then, and it'll be in VR. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they got some. Uh, I think they're also they're they're ready to bring the crowd out and get them all lubed up. They got the beer garden. They oh. got like these oh, trains yeah. and buses just bringing them out from last, Manhattan. Last experience. thing I want to give a quick shout out to them on is they're doing a little more uh, U.S. Open sectional coverage which is one of my it's like one of my favorite days i, yeah, I don't know I, I maybe I, that's like the most inside of inside baseball i know yeah, but yeah. Uh, they're doing the like a little facebook live show it sounded all day, like it's on all day all which day. is that's cool i'm, so I'm in on for next year's 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 channel to i think that's like the yeah yeah i said <laughs> <laughs> this is tiger's last year of exemption that's right so. I mean, he's rapidly working his way into the top 60 in the world, though. That's true. If, so let's say Tiger stays where he is. How many exemptions should Tiger get for US Open? It's a good question. All you of know. them? Yeah. <laughs> I already got, got five or six, but it was over, like, a, the last one he played, he was, like, 60 years old. Jack got, like, I want to say seven. So you give him one at Pebble, obviously. Absolutely. And then we go to Wingfoot. 
All right, he's got no history at Wingfoot. Kick him out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Grind that 36, you know, and walk through. Phil should yeah, get we'll exempt for, wi- we'll for see Wingfoot. It. Yeah, we'll see it. We'll see it, Columbus, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note, let's wrap it there. Uh, gentlemen, thank you for joining at the end of a long day. Uh, let's go sample what uh, Long Island bars have in store for us. I've never been here. Let's go find out. All Cheers. All right. Thanks for having us. Be the right club. Be the right club today. Yeah. Johnny, that's better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most. Expect.